Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the Kingdom of God. We're going to talk uh, about a number of things that are in the news today. Uh, one uh, was the fact that uh, somebody actually set himself on fire in front of a courthouse because the court had destroyed his family. You know, I read his suicide note, and I saw a number of interesting points in his suicide note. It showed the clear struggle that this man had had with the court systems. He was accused of uh, uh, domestic violence. Uh, he wasn't properly accused of domestic violence. It was actually something that uh, uh, was incorrectly done according to the statutes, but uh, the the bureaucracy is often very incompetent, and uh, mostly it's all about power. I've seen family after family after family destroyed by the court system. Uh, there are many people, if you go and you read up and you study about this, you'll find that uh, some of the original studies that came out uh, dealing with domestic violence was with uh, uh, Minneapolis study. And that study, uh, where there were three options for the police officer. One was uh, his personal counseling. The other one was one of the parents had to leave the home for the night. And the third one was to arrest somebody. And the statistical analysis that came out of that, uh, some people drew to believe that, uh, I think it was 25% of the time they had to return eventually because of the domestic violence uh, when they simply counseled uh, 19 times if they sent somebody out of the house for the night and 10% uh, of the time they didn't have to come back if there was an arrest. Well, the reality is that the fellow who did the study later said that this was not a proper conclusion that it was better to arrest because there was less violence afterwards because often when there was an arrest, the violence was even greater afterwards, uh, even though there was less of it in the sense of the numerical counting of recalls to the house. But uh, the violence simply shifts uh, when the state now gets into uh, the operation in a domestic violence case because they almost always arrest, especially if there's even a mention that there's a gun in the house, uh, there's often an arrest. And the reality is is that uh, the violence now shifts to the state, now performs the violence. And what it has happened, instead of uh, spousal brutality where a man shoves his wife around, you have the wife shoving the man around, but she doesn't actually lay hands on him. She has a policeman come and do it, and a court system come and, comes and does it. There is no substitute for love, and a policeman makes a poor priest. If you read the book 1984, I think they referred to the uh, uh, someone who was writing about it referring to priests of power. That uh, 
that's exactly what we have is that because we have not been preaching the gospel of the kingdom individual responsibility individual virtue individuals loving one another caring for one another taking care of one another instead we have the churches out there preaching the gospel of Nimrod and calling it the gospel of Christ the gospel of Babylon saying oh no we get a central authority he becomes our mighty provider we pray to him for our daily bread and he will be our God our ruler we don't want to use the word God because you might actually catch on but the reality is that's exactly what your president your prime ministers are they're your gods and those judges in the courts those are all the lesser gods and your supreme court that is the gods many of the world today the power of the president to appoint judges throughout the federal empire is the power of Caesar, the apotheos of Caesar, who appoints the gods of the people. That's why there are gods many. But Jesus said, ye also are gods. You should be deciding fact and law in the courts, but you don't do that anymore because you become members of the plantation. You are now slaves on the plantation. You work for the federal government. You're all federal employees. Uh, you're back building the pyramids of Egypt. You're back in the bondage of Egypt. And God said that you were to do nothing to return to the bondage of Egypt. If you were to write out a constitution, you were to put in that constitution that your leaders could do nothing to return you to the bondage of Egypt. But you didn't put it in your constitution. You didn't put the other three uh, major uh, points that the Bible tells you to put in a constitution. You didn't put that in the United States Constitution. And, and it's reasonable that you didn't put that. The only thing you did put in are the five points that the Bible says to put in a constitution back in Deuteronomy 17, uh, 16, was that uh, he couldn't be a foreigner. Your king could not be a foreigner. And that's what you have today. You call him president, prime minister, whatever you want, but he's your king. He's your king or the servant and prime minister in England. He actually has to ask permission to be the prime minister from the queen. Because she doesn't want to be bothered with it. So the prime minister is really just the flunky of the king and queen. He doesn't want to think so. He wants to think he's on making his own decisions and everything. But guess again. The real power is not in the prime minister or the president. Even the president, uh, Bill Clinton, said that in Scotland when he was mourning the death of his father. Uh, he said, uh, I believe it was in Scotland when he said that. I know that that's when he was mourning the death of his father. But uh, uh, he said, by the time you become president, somebody else is calling all the shots. But that's the king you deal with. That's the one you hold up. That's the one you pray to for your benefits. Yeah. Every time you go down to the welfare office, to the priest of the welfare office, you're praying to the gods of the world in impure religion. It's not pure religion. Pure religion is to take care of the needy unspotted by the constitutional order or systems of governments of the world. Why? Because all governments like that force the contributions of the people. And that kind of Corbin, that kind of sacrifice, that kind of 
foolishness, as Samuel calls it, makes the word of God to none effect, according to Christ. And any preacher that allows you to think that socialism is okay is a liar. And he's not even a Christian. He's a betrayer of Christ. I don't know how I can say it any stronger. On Blog Talk, we talked about the lost kingdom. You're lost from the kingdom. You're the lost tribes. You're the lost souls. Repent. Turn around. The law of natures are most perfect and immutable, but the condition of human law is an unending succession, and there is nothing in it which can continue perpetually. Human laws are born, live, and die. But corporations, they live a little bit longer than men. So if you become a part of a corporate body, people worry about, oh, the United States uh, Constitution uh, isn't a corporation. And then a lot of people debate, that, oh, in 1864 or whatever it was, 66, it became a corporation. It was a corporation in the beginning. Look at it. Article 1, Article 2, Article 3. That's a corporate charter. If you don't think it's corporate, you don't understand law. The Constitution is certainly corporate, but who's a part of that corporation? Were the people a part of it? Look at this. Go read Contracts, Covenants, and Constitution. It's all in there. The people were not a party to it. They weren't a party to the Constitution. It was it was a document created by a bunch of men in a room. You've all seen the picture where you see them supposedly signing the Constitution, similar to what you, you know, it didn't happen that way with the Declaration of Independence, yet there's a painting like that, too. There was men agreeing to something. And they sat down and they made an agreement, and they all signed it. It wasn't the government of the United States. It was just the government of these men. We, the people, were those men. That was it. They even argued over the fact, should it say we, the people, or we, the state? Because really, it really was going to only be an agreement amongst the states. And those men who signed it, they didn't have the power to agree to it for the state. They weren't even supposed to be creating the document. They were supposed to be coming up with new ideas and bring them back to the state. They just they came up with a whole new document to create this corporate entity called the United States outside of the individual states with no real jurisdiction within the states on most matters. And then they had to get the states to agree to it. And according to previous agreements, they had to have a unanimous agreement. They didn't get it. And they implemented it. It was a violation of law. The Constitution started out by breaking the law, breaking the previous agreement. The contract makes the law. The previous agreement said unanimous. They didn't have unanimous. Go read Clark's summary of U.S. American law. It's not a debatable item. 
There was an agreement between the states, and the people were not a party to it. They weren't even given a chance to vote on it. It didn't have anything to do with them. It was the state's attempt to create an entity called the United States government to perform certain tasks what they found difficult to perform as individual states. It was a pretty good idea except for the fact that it left out four of the five major items you were to put in any kind of a constitution if you were to elect a leader who could exercise authority one over the other. And it wasn't, he wasn't even elected by the people. This president, he's elected by an electoral college who was elected by the people in the state. Same as the emperor of Rome. He didn't have the power of the emperor of Rome, but he would, and he does today. Rome was a republic until the election of emperors, and then the republic was in name only. And the leaders were not titular. They were rulers, lawmakers. And everybody I pointed out on Blog Talk today, everybody quotes statue, we need a statue for this, we need a law for this, we need a law for that. What did they do before they had this million statutes? We didn't have any laws. The jury decided fact and law. How did they do it? They argued precedent in the courts. What did other juries decide? This jury decided this, this jury decided this in this case, and then the jury that you had decided the law. And if they decided unfairly, you could appeal upwards. Israel had the same kind of court system. It was basically their congregations. That was a government. The church was a government, referred to as a viable republic in the heart of the Roman Empire. So what happened to the kingdom? We've run from it. We've fled it. Our preachers don't preach it. They don't even know it. They don't even know Christ. Oh, I know in their hearts they have some semblance of who he was, but it's the essence of a lie is not the whole truth. Patrick Henry said he wanted to know the whole truth and provide for it. The whole truth is Christ preached a government, a kingdom, whereby you could be ruled by God in heaven. And as Jesus said, ye would be God. He didn't say you would be God. That's a misquote. I, I apologize. He said, ye also are God. In other words, you get to decide right and wrong. But you need the Lord writing his laws upon your heart and your mind when you do that. Because if you don't, you won't get justice. So what is the kingdom of God? It's men who have the right to be ruled by God allow God to rule them in their hearts and minds so that they can decide what is right based on God's influence on their heart. Now, how do you know who they are? There's all kinds of men doing terrible, wicked, horrible things, claiming to be ministers of God, preaching lies, preaching falsehoods, Leading the people astray, wolves in sheep's clothing, pedophiles, sodomites, ministers and bishops of churches. And the people catch them doing it and they say, oh, 
but we shouldn't judge them. Preachers pulling down million dollar salaries. Flying airplanes or being flown around in their own private jets. What an abomination. What a shame. What an embarrassment to the word Christian. I, had, I know guys don't even want to be called Christian anymore. Christian means follower of Christ. These men aren't following Christ. These women aren't following Christ. Go listen to our blog talk and you'll get the rest of that story. Marriage is a civil contract in which there are three parties. The husband, the wife, and the state. There's a ruling for you. Even in canon law, a preacher, a minister, a priest, whatever you want to call him, doesn't have to be there for you to get married. You simply exchange vows before witnesses and record that so that for the the wisdom of recording it is simply marking out the boundaries of your union. On this day we were married. Our children will be our children, and will inherit, inherit all we have. Why do you think the state has gotten involved in marriage? Well, one reason is you're all slaves of the state. You're all subject citizens. There aren't any free people in America. All oh, there's people running around boasting that they're free. They people saying they're in the kingdom. Well, let's see it. Uh, I think just before this show began, they were talking about you have to have 50 people to claim to be a part of a religious society instead of 10. 12 was good enough for Jesus. But 50 is now going to be, if this, whatever it is, passes. So now the state is determining, is what they're determining is who they're going to recognize as a religious group. And they have a right to decide that. But to me, are you doing what Christ said? Don't tell me you believe in Jesus. Show me you believe in Jesus. Because if you're not doing what he said, what his father said, to Abraham, to, to Moses, then you're not a follower of Christ. And therefore you are not a Christian. And by claiming to be a Christian... You're taking the name of the Lord in vain, the title of the Lord in vain. By saying you believe in God the Father, Yahweh, Yahushua, Jesus, whatever you want to call him, by claiming that you believe in him, but not do what he said, you're violating the Ten Commandments again. And yet he says, if you want eternal life, keep my commandments. Keep the commandments. You know the commandments. Keep them, he said. That's what you do to obtain eternal life. Was he lying to that fellow? Was he deceiving that fellow? Was he committing fraud? No. He's telling them how it works. Now, can you keep them perfectly? No. But, you know, it's about forgiveness. Have you forgiven your neighbor? Do you send your kids to public school? And you don't forgive your neighbor because if your neighbor doesn't pay for your child's education by paying the taxes on the property he thought he owned and he doesn't the, the priests of your society will come to his house and take his house away 
if he doesn't act like a father according to the dictates of the priests of your society of your church they will come in and arrest him and throw him in jail he will be considered as a criminal if he doesn't get his child vaccinated because the priests of your society of your church say so where's your church where's your religion how do you take care of the widows and orphans of your society do you do it through forced contributions or free will offers the United States is not a Christian nation it's Babylon it's Nimrod it's the Pharisees and you're a part of it repent turn around Let's go the other way. It's that simple. Go to hisholychurch.org. Go up there to the top left-hand corner. Or just a little bit off the left, of maybe it's closer to the center. A little guy with a net. Join the network in your local area. Pick a contact minister, a guy who's going to help you find other people in your area because you can't just get on that group and know who everybody is. It's not, it's not like uh, you have to come together. You have to work together with others. Does not play well with others. <laughs> that doesn't fit in the kingdom of God. It says that uh, marriage performed by a uh, ecclesiastical organization has no legal significance in the book Covenants of the Gods. What's the word legal? It comes from the word legere, legere, to bind. It has no binding significance in civil law. You should read the definition of civil law. Civil law, Roman law, Roman civil law are the same systems of jurisprudence. Well, Christ, you are bound. If you're bound by God, you are bound by God. If you're bound by the civil law, you're bound by the civil law. And the gods of the civil law are your gods. And you made them your gods because you went down and made a three-party contract with them. And that's what that guy did. Who committed suicide by burning himself in front of the courts. Now, he did it out of ignorance. But when he found out, he should have realized, oh my gosh, they do have authority. And I gave it to him. And fall down and weep and then get up and start seeking the kingdom and preaching. And said, you know what this guy is preaching? He's preaching how to make Molotov cocktails and, and shoot the, the government uh, workers. What is that? He didn't do it. He just set himself on fire. But he wants you to do it. The guy had gone nuts. He had been driven nuts by the government that you love and serve and cater to and hold up and celebrate on the 4th of July. Wife and son are names of nature. 
It is the God of nature that created these things. The God who created the universe. But there are other gods. And they make covenants with them. They're subject to them. Repent. Pledge allegiance to the King of Kings and to His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. One holy nation and our heavenly Father, great mercy, justice for all. Since the beginning of time, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, it has been borrowed, it has been purchased, it has been stolen. There's a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188 or visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom and regular guest, world-renowned economist Robert Chapman right here on FirstAmendmentRadio.com at 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, 1-800-375-4188. If you read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or... War of Federal Aggression. John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free, or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. If you'd like to get a copy of this program, you may subscribe at FirstAmendmentRadio.com for only $45 a month. And you'll receive an MP3 CD weekly of all of our programs. As a bonus, we'll send you a password for our audio archives online. That's a $15 value. Or you may request any month of any program on one MP3 CD for a minimum donation of only $25. Or any single program on tape, MP3 CD, or CD for only $15. You may do all of this online at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Just follow the instructions to make a donation or subscribe. You may also adopt an hour of your favorite program. Please don't forget that most of the programs on FirstAmendmentRadio.com are listener-supported. Don't do Internet? Then call 559-781-3773 and we'll be honored to help you. Thank you from all of us here at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we have a Blue Mountain Retreat here in Oregon coming up. 
first part of July, uh, around the 9th to the 17th, I think it is. You can find out all about it uh, through hisholychurch.org and the Living Network. There are people that will explain. There are people coming from a lot of different parts of the country. We'll have another retreat in the fall, last week of September, first week of October. that will be a camping uh, feast of tabernacle feast of booze uh, fall festival whatever you want to call it uh, and that will be here in summer lake uh, there may be events in the local areas uh, but you have to get a hold of the people in your local area and the best way to do that is to go to his and click on the little guy with a net and find someone uh, find the group in your that covers your state in your local area and get on that group, tell them who you are, uh, find out who the contact ministers are, volunteer to be one, uh, or uh, volunteer to elect uh, somebody who has already volunteered to be one, and then give him your personal information, and then he will try to connect you with others. Once you become a personal contact minister elected by two or more people on the group, uh, you will get access to the... uh, uh, other personal contact ministers throughout the country and in Canada and Australia and they will uh, all be connected and be able to uh, connect you with people in other parts of the country like we have people that travel from uh, uh, Carolinas to Colorado and when you get to Colorado there's a whole group of people there for them and there are people along the way that will be there for them because it's all, uh, it's kind of like the AAA times 10. It's kind of like the buddy system times 10, uh, times 100, times 1,000, because that's the way the government of God has always functioned. If you read the book, Thy Kingdom Come, uh, comes, you would see that there is a great deal of evidence that this is the most predominant form of government throughout the history of man. You wouldn't know that because you went to the social school system. And they've removed that information. They tell you that governments are about centralized authority of people ruling over each other. And anyone who thinks that has simply not understood God from the beginning. You're not to be ruling over one another. You're not to be clubbing your neighbor's Uh, with your club to make him comply with your idea of what is good and what is evil. Obviously, he can't. You have the power of law that if he goes about killing and injuring the innocent, you can stop him. That's the police power. It begins with every individual. Hewing cry of society depends upon it. But when you give that job over to somebody else, to a Nimrod, to a Cain, then he goes around and clubs people according to his own will, and you become the slothful. Not tending to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith, like Christ said, but you go into bondage. So anyway, if you want to come to one of those retreats or find out about other group activities in your own area, you have to join the Living Network. I'm not going to tell you about them here. So you actually have to get up off your chair and actually go over and log on. Now, you get a hold of people in your area other ways, but I assume since you're listening on this broadcast, you have access to the Internet. Uh, We do not want to be dependent upon the Internet, and the network is designed to get you 
so that you are connecting in other ways other than the internet and we have a project group on that uh, broadcast group that is working on shortwave radios and what have you and uh, there's more people joining those groups all the time and with the idea of building a network of communication uh, we have another one that's uh, a roadway uh, uh, network that is going to try to link people uh, to the highways and byways um, and we have several other groups as well seed share groups that, that are working on that but you need to become a part of a local uh, networking group and eventually uh, create your own congregations of record on as local basis as you can possibly muster and then you can start building the tens, hundreds, and thousands. That was the kingdom. You have to realize that when Rome was collapsing, for all the same reasons that your own nations are collapsing now, economically, morally, spiritually, uh, politically, uh, corruption is rampant everywhere. Um, the same thing went on in Rome. It's going to continue the same way. You can't change that. You can just change, are you going to be on the Christian side of the equation or are you going to be on the Caesar side of the equation? This is the choice that we all have, we can all make. Um, that choice was, uh, we see it made in the Bible uh, at the time of Christ's trial. Uh, do you want this guy to be your king? And they said, uh, no, I didn't. They said we had no king but Caesar. They actually wanted them to release to the people Judas, uh, Jesus, excuse me, Jesus Barabbas. And uh, Jesus Barabbas was also trying to become king. That's why his name is Barabbas, son of the father. Uh, Jesus was the son of the father, and Jesus Barabbas said he was the son of the father. See how popular the name Jesus was. <laughs> uh, we talked about that earlier. Um, uh, and of course, yes, it wasn't Jesus, it was Yeshua. But um, the point is, is that uh, they were deciding who was going to be released to become king. Now, how do you become king? Well, you had to be heralded king. The people chose the king. They chose him because they believed God chose him. And Samuel chose David, but others chose Absalom. Others chose others. And they had to finally decide, are we going to go with David or not? Many followed Saul. When Saul fell on a sword, what did they do? Did they keep fighting, or did they say, okay, we accept David as king? Well, the fact is, is on Pentecost, Many of the Jews came out and said, we accept Jesus. And you know, if you accept Jesus, you're going to be kissed, kicked out of the social security system. That's okay. We still accept Jesus. I still believe in Jesus. You're going to be cast out, just like the blind man. I don't care. I still believe in Jesus. Okay, you're cast out. No more welfare for you. No more social security checks for you. No more unemployment for you. No more health care for you. Oh, it's okay. I got my Christian brothers. We all got baptized, and now we're all just going to go home and forget about each other. No. They formed the tens, hundreds, and thousands. 
And again, if you look at the book Thy Kingdom Come, you'll find that all over Europe. It's the way the church organized. Ten families picked a minister that they believed was a minister of Christ, appointed by Christ. They consummated the reality of that belief by donating to him something that they wanted to be used in the service of Christ, creating a sacred purpose trust. It was now the property of Christ, managed in trust by this minister you recognized as a minister of Christ. Now, does other ministers of Christ recognize them? Yeah. Well, then, now you got a church. You got two or more people recognizing that he's the kingdom of God. Part of that servant of God. We're needing to turn around and go back to that kingdom of God, that way of God. And the church is not the kingdom. Again, I talked about before, where's the state in the kingdom? I asked that question earlier, either on blog talk or earlier in this show. So where is the state in the kingdom of God? It's in that family. It's in every family. Because the man is the king of his castle, the fellow who um, set himself on fire realized he wasn't the king of the castle. They came into the castle and said he couldn't go back to the castle anymore. They arrested him. You couldn't go home anymore. You had to find some other place to live. Well, he hadn't been the king of the castle for years. Like I said, his seven-year-old was getting government-assisted psychological aid by taxpayers. Well, who's forcing those taxes? The king. He had already gone and prayed to the king so it's not his house anymore it's the king's house I don't know why you guys can't figure that out so we got a lot of young bastards going around saying oh well, we're in the kingdom we're free men we're sovereign and a few families struggling to make it but that's not how the kingdom of God works kingdom of God works so you bind yourselves together not by contract by love for one another in faith you hope your neighbor is there for you well why would he be there for you if you're not there for him and how can you be there for him if you don't even know who he is we have people who actually say why, why do I need a congregation I'm already doing nice things You're not thinking kingdom. Kingdom of God is people actually taking the time to make sure they do not overlook the widows and orphans and needy of their society. By forming themselves, you know, why do you need the buddy system when you take uh, 20 kids to the beach? We don't need the buddy system. We all like each other. No, you need the buddy system. Because you can't count to 20 every five minutes. 
you know, where's Joe? Where's Steve? Where's Pete? Where's they? You know, everybody got their buddy. Well, you should have if you get you know get a hundred kids, you should not just have buddies, but you should have uh, little little groups of buddies. Where's your buddy mascot? You know, somebody here that watches five buddy groups. It's just practical. You know, because you could lose two buddies and not know everybody. Everybody got their buddy? Well, two buddies are missing. (laughs) The reality is, is we have the buddy system times ten because we're dealing with a whole nation. And we know whether everybody's there or not. I'm still trying to get our uh, PCMs to clearly organize themselves into congregations of tens, hundreds, and thousands. That each PCM's got to pick a PCM for himself. And he should know everybody else who's picked that PCM. And, and know because this is the buddy system times ten. You know, I kind of explain it and draw the picture, but then they have to actually do it. You know, like, okay, we got 30 PCMs. They should have at least three PCMs of PCMs, you know, contact ministers, you know, in order to follow that mathematical structure. I mean, they could have, you know, you don't have to have 10 to 1 to start. You know, as long as you have two, then that's so be it. They just know who else has picked that same guy. And, you know, that's, it's going to take some while to get us out of the thinking of the world and the kingdoms of the world into the kingdom of God. And you can't do that just sitting and listening to a radio station or reading a book or reading a pamphlet or reading an article. So when we've got a nuclear power plant in, um, uh, Fort uh, Calhoun. I actually wrote Fort Collins the other day by mistake. Uh, Fort Calhoun that is in danger of being flooded with the floodwaters uh, near Nebraska and Omaha. And it, it, the, the situation is dangerous. It's not critical yet. But if a dam or levee breaks up it could become extremely critical really quick because even though it's not an active plant, it has rods there, nuclear rods that have to be kept cool by power pumping stations. So we have people living within a few miles of that station, not very many miles anyway. If it was suddenly spewing out radioactive steam, where would they go? We have some young people, uh, young girls, especially young men. They should get out of there. They should go somewhere else. They should be in another, you know, not downwind. You know, us old guys. Okay, we can we can take it. You know, we'll we keep the home fires burning till you get back. Where where are you going to send them? Well, we got volunteers all over the country already volunteering to take them if emergency happens. Uh, we got places for them to go in a moment's notice. And you may only get 
you know, short notice sometimes some of these disasters that could happen. You need a network of caring people because that loving one another is what made the kingdom able to survive the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Not just survive, but actually prosper. You need to become a part of that network. In the book, Thy Kingdom Comes, the first chapter is the kingdom of God. And we talk about that. We point out the fact that this kingdom of God was a form of government. It actually existed before Jesus Christ showed up. It wasn't something that was coming. It was something that had already been there. It's something you could actually be seeking right then and there, on the spot, for the living, not for the dead. And he was even going to take the kingdom away from the Pharisees and give it to another. Now, was he going to do that by throwing Molotov cocktails as that guy suggested? No. He was going to get people to start seeking the kingdom, the ways of the kingdom, doing those things that need to be done to be the government of God, taking care of one another, being the good Samaritan. And then out of the mouths of the Pharisees, their own destruction came. We have no king to Caesar. And so Caesar came and destroyed their house. The fact is, is that most Christians have said they have no king but Caesar in word indeed. They even go out and try to elect a new Caesar every four years. They're not being Christians. Christians could have become a participator in the social welfare system of Rome, but they chose not to. And this is why most of them are persecuted because they would not contribute to the altars of Rome. Even when they set up the altar at their house, gave them the money that they were to lay on the altar, had the certificate all made out, so they say, hey, look, we'll, we'll even pay your taxes for you. Because that's what it was. These temples, they were government buildings. The Temple of Saturn was a Bureau of Vital Statistics. Who do you think took the census? You know, we have the Department of Agriculture taking the census. You don't think your livestock? And some of our work groups working on all kinds of things. The seed share program also is looking at things like GMOs and stuff. And, and the reason why is they need to be educated in order to educate other people. Uh, there is a literal invasion in our country that is destroying uh going to destroy the world. It's going to create one of the worst famines in the history of the world. It's going to also uh, uh, turn your food to poison. And that is these genetically modified organisms. You know, I mean, I, I was thinking that, that would be a great plot for our show is that aliens from outer space want to take over this planet. So they get a bunch of greedy corporations and they start teaching them genetic modification so that they modify the food so it's poisonous to men but it doesn't hurt <laughs> the aliens <laughs> and the reason they're doing this is they saw the movie War of the Worlds and they realized that they could use that technology against us <laughs> and so they're out there poisonous we have uh, dairy farmers reporting 45% 
either infertility infertility or spontaneous abortion and it seems to be directly tied to genetically modified grains and alfalfa because it's allowing uh, microorganisms to come into the food chain that are killing uh, robbing uh, even the ability of uh, uh, the animals to consume magnesium and therefore that causes abortion uh, that's going to be happening to the human population as well 45% infertility or spontaneous abortion hey there's a little controlled population right there and we've seen it in the dairy cows first but you're going to be because they're more grain fed we have an alfalfa field here for the church at this least. Um, it's a lot of work for us to lease it, but it's organic. Never had any of this stuff, and it's very isolated, not likely to cross-pollinate with other uh, GMO products. Actually, I should start working more with the local community to make sure that they understand that GMO is death. Genetically modified <laughs> is death. But I do think that'd make a great movie plot. Uh, they're taking over the world through Monsanto by killing off and making the world popular. The health of the world population who's been exposed to genetically modified foods is unbelievably deteriorated just in the last five to ten years. I mean, you, you have uh, animals that graze on uh, genetically modified uh, cotton fields after they've harvested the cotton, and they all die all die all the water buffalo die all the sheep die now, I'm not talking a little sick we're talking dead and you're already eating that genetically modified food you're already suffering the consequences of it but big money is keeping it from you so that's, that's another thing you have to look at but in the uh who owns the youth, uh, our youth today? Well, according to statements, you can see these in the books, uh, all children belong to the state. They belong to the state, the same as they did in Rome. It was important that they belong to the state. And that's why they register them with the Temple of Saturn, and that's why you register them with the Bureau of Vital Statistics. The real destroyers of liberties of the people is he who spreads amongst them bounties, donations, and benefits. That's not a new idea. That's an old idea. He who receives the benefit should also bear the disadvantage. And that's what happened to the man who set himself on fire. He was bearing the disadvantage. He was feeling the sting a little bit more than most, but he was feeling the sting. But Jesus said, Call no man on earth your father. No man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, which is in heaven. Who do you pray to? Your father in heaven or your fathers on earth? Now, of course, your natural father should be your natural father, but we're talking about your civil father, your patronus, the father's state. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's Romans fourteen seventeen. So that's the kingdom of God. It's not meat and drink. He's, he's saying, don't eat 
focusing on the welfare issue but righteousness you cannot be free till you set your neighbor free I got guys thinking they're freemen and sovereign collecting social security they don't social security is a system of Corbin the money you pay in is not on the deposit for you it goes out to take care of the widows and orphans and now if you're living by faith and hope you can only hope that those orphans grow up and take care of you when you're older that's the kingdom of God that's righteousness what you got ain't righteousness I go on to another radio program station uh, here next uh, but I won't mention it on this one but you would know if you were a part of the network God bless. Peace on your You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake. Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.